Colorado to the Big 12 is heating up like some cookies in the oven. I'm going to talk about that and more on today's episode of Locked on Buffs. You are Locked on Buffs, your daily podcast on the Colorado Buffaloes. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Thank you for making Locked on Buffs your first listen every day. My name is Kevin Borba, um, right there, as you can see. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, and we're here every single day. So make sure to stay, follow along as we go through this crazy journey. Um, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about Colorado to the Big 12. It's really picking up steam again. Game day, college game day opportunities for the Buffs in 2023. And then uh, back when uh, the preview for Colorado was written, apparently someone, a former, or excuse me, an anonymous Pac-12 coach had some interesting words to say about Coach Prime and his time at Colorado and how it will go, saying there's only one or two ways. So we'll dive into that later, but let's dive right into Colorado to the Big 12. Um, if you haven't been paying attention, the Pac-12, uh, we'll go we'll go timeline. July of basically, it's almost been a year now, USC and UCLA kind of break the internet. They're like, oh, by the way, we're going to the Big Ten. Um, no one was expecting it, and it was basically a done deal. So there was no way the Pac-12 could kind of convince them to stay. There was no way the Pac-12 could convince them to not go to the Big Ten or just try to wow them back. Um, so they lost USC and UCLA to the, the Big Ten. This whole year, they've been trying to assemble a media rights deal, which is how they get paid, like their television deal and probably going to have a streaming partner this next go around. Um, and the Pac-12 at one point was in great position because TCU, Oklahoma State, and I think it was Texas Tech wanted to go to the Pac-12. But prior to them or when they wanted to come usc and ucla were still in the pac-12 so usc president carol fault was like no we don't need them so the pac-12 rejected big 12 schools wanting to come to the pac-12 and now the pac-12 finds themselves in a situation where they have 10 programs no media rights deal because they've been passed up by the big 12 again who they weren't supposed to get their deal until i think the following year so they the big 12 passed them up in that way and now the Big 12 might be trying to poach uh, the four corner schools again, which this has been a rumor that's been ongoing this entire, probably the past four or five months. Um, so, but, so, excuse me, I don't know why, where I just was going with that, but I was trying to say, according to CBS Sports, Dennis Dodd, um, the talks have been substantial. Um, I guess so much so that Colorado is people believe they're planning an exit to the the big or the pack yeah the big 12 excuse me so many 12s right now so Dennis Dodd exp explained in his recent report Colorado and, and the big 12 have met face to face involved in consistent talks over a period of several months it was made clear that a move to the big 12 would not be made without the support of coach Dion Sanders and then there's also a belief that he wants to get back into Texas. So why wouldn't he support that? So either way, continuing Colorado's rumored big 12 interest was the talk of the Fiesta summit earlier this month in Arizona. Um, Colorado 
And then, of course, last week, the Oklahomans' Barry Trammell reported Colorado is ready to commit to joining the Big 12 soon. And so then Rick George told CBS Sports, I have no comment other than what I said last week. We are proud members of the Pac-12 in a perfect world. We'd love to be in the Pac-12. But also, we have to do what was right for Colorado at the end of the day. Okay, I think this whole conference realignment, Pac-12 expansion stuff has been kind of, it's been confusing for no reason. Okay, every no program, and if I'm wrong, I'll gladly admit I'm wrong. But the Pac-12 programs have, based all Pac-12 programs that are remaining, have pledged their allegiance to the Pac-12, at least sometime throughout this past year saying that they want to make it work somehow. Okay, so we know that. We also know that they've also basically come, every program has come out and said, if the deal that the Pac-12 gets is not nearly, like if it's not as bad as the Big 12s, like say the, in the Big 12s is 31 million per school and the Pac-12 say they get 28 million or 29 million, they're not going to leave the Pac-12 for a couple more million dollars. They're just not. Um, I think a lot of Big 12 fans, a lot of Big 12 believers think that the Big 12 is going to get these programs regardless. And they've already kind of made it obvious that they're not leaving unless it's like a, like a terrible deal. Two, the thing that kind of blows my mind about all this Colorado picking up steam to the Big 12, I'm sure they've been ha- they've been having meetings for months. We, we knew that, and that's not a surprise. But here's the thing that's kind of confusing, is the people that think, or I wouldn't say it's people that think, the people that report on it, like it's going to happen all of a sudden to like, we're going to wake up tomorrow morning on Thursday and Colorado is going to be back in the big 12. That's not how it works. Colorado has to go through the regents. They have to do everything publicly through a public forum. Um, it's not like USC, for example, is a private school. USC could do literally do whatever they want. They're not governed by the UC, uh, the UC system and they could do whatever they want. UCLA, um, they did get kind of in trouble for leaving and they had to, they had a whole thing with Cal. Um, but, I think people need to stop acting like Colorado to the Big 12 is just going to happen overnight because it's not. That's not how this works. If it did work, I'm sure there would be a lot more conference realignment all the time when things get rough. Um, So just know that Colorado to the Big 12 could happen, but realistically, they're going to wait until they see the Pac-12 deal. Why would they not? They waited this long. I think that's the, the other confusing part. You've waited this long. Why would you leave now? Like you've waited nearly a year. And all of a sudden, on month 11, it's like, yeah, you know what? This is too much. You know, We're going to get the deal in month 12, but this is too much now. We got to go. That doesn't make sense to me. Um, I wish may- – maybe I'm just overthinking it, but I think there's there's a lot of confusion being spread. Um, so if Colorado was to join the Big 12, they would, they would earn $31.7 million beginning in 2025 um, to join the Big 12, making it even more attractive if they can't get that much money in the Pac-12. And so, you know, I guess we'll just have to wait and see as we have to do with expansion and the conference realignment and all the all the media rights stuff. We're just going to have to wait and see. But I'm telling you right now, three things you should know. Take away from this section, this segment. Colorado has to do it publicly. They have to go through the regions. I don't know. They're probably called the Colorado regions. Um, they also, they're probably going to wait for the Pac-12 deal to be at least presented to them. Why would they leave without a Pac-12 deal being presented? Three, if the Big 12 deal is not nearly as lucrative in comparison to the Pac-12, they're not going to leave for the Big Big 12. They're just not. Um, So that's what you guys need to know about this, and I'm going to move on. Um, But before we do, 
this episode is brought to you by FanDuel, okay? Because right now, make a break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs. Because right now, new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. Wow, that, that number's raised. That's $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Um, but let's see. What I love about FanDuel, um, it's safe, secure, super easy to use. Um, you never really have to worry about them not paying you right they paying you right away they pay you instantly um there's no better place to bet all of the playoff action than america's number one sports book visit fanduel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet up to two thousand five hundred dollars that's fanduel.com slash locked on fanduel the official sports betting partner of the nba go bet on your guys's nuggets i know you guys are excited <laughs> okay so we talked about the colorado to the big 12 rumors i kind of told you what you need to know what what are the the misconceptions about it Okay, let's talk about. I saw this great article. Um, it was by Twenty Four Seven Sports's um, Brad Crawford, I believe, is who wrote it. Yeah. So he wrote an article discussing all the possible college game day events um, in 2023, and as you can imagine, Colorado was featured. Um, why wouldn't they be? They had a couple opportunities to. Well, they have one opportunity. Um, and it's one that most people aren't expecting. Sorry about that. My microphone came unplugged. Here's the thing about College Game Day. It's kind of a, a who's who. Um, they obviously want to go to the most popular game. They want to go to the biggest game. But there's also a big noon kickoff. So I don't feel like they often go to the same games twice. But either way. He discussed week one, which would be Colorado TCU, which is not the one they want they got. But I want to talk to you a little bit about what he said. He said he said it would probably be LSU Florida State because it makes sense for ESPN to station around its Disney World home in Orlando for the LSU Florida State game. Um, but Fourth West Texas could be host as well for Colorado TCU. That would be maximum exposure for first year coach Deion Sanders and his new regimen or regime. Excuse me, TCU only. Only hosted College Game Day three times in school history. This would make Colorado's all-time seventh appearance in College Game Day. But his prediction was LSU, Florida State, or Orlando. And so then you have to go by a few more weeks. Week two is one that, if you're a Buzz fan, I think you guys all know the magnitude of Colorado, Nebraska. But I think we could all admit that Texas at Alabama, which will probably be a top, we'll say top 15 matchup, that one's probably going to get college game day. They got it last year, and I'm sure they're going to get it again. It was a great game last year. Um, so Colorado, I, I don't see them getting it, uh, obviously, when they play Nebraska, unfortunately. They might get a, a big new kickoff, but I don't think they're going to get um, they're going to get college game day. But flash forward to week five, USC at Colorado. This is the one that surprised me. Um, this is what Brad Crawford said. Play, pay close attention to the possibility of USC at Colorado in this spot. If the bus come out of the gates hotter than everyone expects, and much of the same process lies here with the potential Georgia at Auburn first-year head coach, the Tigers' September slate is manageable, but who knows how the Aggies respond to 2022's five-face plant win. The SEC rivalry is ripe for college game day if both teams are unblemished or ranked, which, a which is a possibility. So ESPN is either heading, heading to the Pac-12 or SEC in Week 5. Realistically, if Colorado, let me, let me, because we all know their schedule, they go, they have week one at TCU, week two in Nebraska, or week two against Nebraska, excuse me. And then they have Colorado State, Oregon, 
uh, say they go three and one in that period, that's a very convincing argument for them to make it to uh, Boulder for college game day. And I think they want to put Coach Prime on college game day because Chris Fowler um, is an alum. And obviously, you got to love the alum, the alum situation, because he, he was there for the um, the spring game. And there was, it was like a whole thing, like all of the media members were interviewing him. I, I, I said hi to him. I didn't interview him. I don't I feel like and this is just a little, I guess, a little tangent I'll have off this subject. When I saw all the media members interviewing him, one thing that I gathered in which I thought it was interesting that they didn't know what they were doing for the spring game until like probably the night of they didn't have the production plan really um he said that directly to us and i was like oh that's interesting so they were all going to ask him about like the game and it's like he obviously doesn't know what their plan is so i did i i just wasn't interested to kind of sit there and learn i was more so interested in watching the guys uh play because there were some players out there i think travis hunter was there and some other guys they were messing around throwing the ball around so i was just watching them but yeah chris fowler um i think they would want to get him obviously to to boulder again and kind of host a game day at his alum, the school that he went to. But I think Colorado, USC at Colorado is a prime opportunity, um, no pun intended. If Colorado starts off 3-1, and one, assuming they lose to Oregon or say they upset Oregon or whoever, you know, they win three games, they lose one, um, they're probably going to be a little more well-respected than the than they're, what they're getting right now because right now everybody's like Colorado's a 3-4-1 or four, one team. They're not going to do anything. And so we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, also, I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Bus your first listen every day. My everydayers, I appreciate you guys for tuning in. You guys are the best. You guys know you guys know what's up. We're we're doing questions on Friday, so make sure you put your questions in the comment section. Um, but back to Colorado um, facing USC on College Game Day. I think it's a real possibility because I don't think there's that many other good games. Um, Georgia at Auburn. I think it like Brad Crawford said. That's the only other game that I kind of see. Um, possibly a good game but i don't really like auburn you know not saying like as a nothing against the program this season i don't really like them i don't think they're gonna be that good um they did get the michigan state quarterback transfer i don't know if he was that good really to kind of push them over the edge of being like a a six win team if that's i think they're a, a bowl team if best um i could be wrong but i don't know i just don't i'm not that high on auburn and so i think if and p- people, you guys are going to get mad, but let's just, let's be real. If Colorado and Auburn are both, we'll say average to above average teams, who would you rather see? Hugh Freeze and Peyton Thorne. Or Colorado with Coach Prime, Shadur Sanders, Travis Hunter, Jimmy Horn, all of the transfers. Obviously, you go to Colorado. They have much more entry. Um, Georgia, same thing. I, I'm not saying that Georgia's not going to be good. But Georgia's lost a lot of guys. So that we're not going to know what this Georgia team is. I don't know if Brock Bowers, a tight end, is going to be that much of an enticing figure to kind of sway a college game day decision. So that's just my opinion. But you never know. Um, either way, I think Colorado has a legit chance to host college game day. Um, before we move on, um, coming up next on Locked on Bus, we're going to be talking about the lose-lose that Colorado's in with Coach Prime, according to someone. Um, we'll talk about that when we come back. Welcome back. We are here to talk about the lose-lose situation that apparently someone sees Colorado in. And I want to preface this. This this segment can get tricky for me specifically. As you guys know, 
I cover Colorado for Athlon. I'm, I lead their coverage of Colorado for Athlon. Um, I'm out there just writing about Colorado every day, making sure that I have the most up-to-date news for you guys. Athlon is a magazine slash publication site that re- releases mag or releases. Uh, they do pre preseason uh, previews every year, and so they preview every single team in college football. Um, and the Colorado one got a little dicey. I did not write it though. That was kind of the funny thing. I signed on to join Athlon. They asked me to write about Stanford and TCU. I did those two previews. Colorado's preview was done by someone else. So I don't know who wrote it, um, but it was not me. Do I cover Colorado for Athlon? Yes. Did I write Athlon's preview of Colorado this season? No. Let's just keep that in mind. Okay, back to what I was going to talk about. So every every preseason, um, Athlon writes their previews. And I guess for the Colorado one, an anonymous Pac-12 assistant told Athlon Sports, it feels like a lose-lose for Colorado with Prime. Either he's going to be really good, really fast, and leave for another gig, which, looking at the roster, doesn't seem possible. The alternative is that they're going to be bad, and they'll end up firing him in a big circus. It's also hard to tell. It's hard to separate the hype from reality. They're in the portal, but they're preaching the old-school work hard to earn everything mentality to their roster. So I kind of want to address this, because... Obviously, the statement is very strong. Um, I could assure you that the Colorado preview was probably written in what month are we in? When May might have been written in January, February, March, March or April, March or April. So Colorado did not yet have all of their additions because I had to submit my previews by I think it was. I want to say it was the second week of April. So by that time, I don't know what Colorado, I don't remember what Colorado's roster looked like. I think that was still prior to the spring game. So there was still a ton of more people on the roster that obviously are not on the roster anymore. Um, but let's let's break this down sentence by sentence. Feels like a lose-lose for Colorado. If they go good really fast, he leaves for another job. Um, realistically, I don't know if there's another job on the market that he would leave for. Um, Besides, like... I think it would have to be quite the job. Um, there's three jobs that come to mind that I think, and this is just me speculating, making things up. I have no, like, there's no um, reports, like, obviously about this. But Florida State, his alma mater, um, I think that was kind of the job that everybody figured he would get last year. But obviously, Mike Norvell kind of kind of saved his, saved his behind, you know. Um, two, Texas A&M. Um, Jimbo Fisher has kind of failed. Um, if if Coach Prime finds success at Colorado, he's a Texas Texas guy. He was in Texas with his sons. That's where they went to high school. That's where he was coaching high school football. Um, and three, this one's a little bit more, um, I guess, ambitious of me, but I have full faith in Coach Prime. And so say Nick Saban retires, maybe, maybe he gets an Alabama nod or something. Remember, We all remember Paul Feinbaum saying he could be the next coach of Alabama. Maybe that actually happens. Who knows? So I think it would have to be a pretty big program like that um, for him to leave. I don't think he's leaving for, say, like who's struggling. Like West Virginia, um, their coach is on the hot seat. I don't think he's leaving for the West Virginia job. Um, I don't think he's leaving for the Michigan State the Michigan State job. Um, like these are the hot seat coaches in 2023. Uh, Jimbo Fisher, one. Um, 
Yeah, let's see. There's Pat Fitzgerald Northwestern. No. New Mexico, no. Texas A&M, that was one of the ones I brought up. Yeah, My- Mario Cristobal, Miami. Now, that could be an interesting one. Um, maybe he'd go to there. Oklahoma, possibly. Um, Rice, Indiana, Rutgers, Nevada, Virginia Tech, Cal. No, 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 no. Houston, no. So there's not many jobs out there that I think are going to be open. And plus, I don't think he leaves after year one. So if any of these coaches get fired, I would be truly shocked to see Coach Prime bounce from Colorado after year one. His son, Shadur, would not be able – well, unless he graduated, um, then he could transfer again. But he would not be able to take in, like, Travis Hunter again and stuff like that, unless they graduate, obviously. But I just feel – I foresee him staying at Colorado for the for the next couple of years. So I don't think he's going to leave right away. Um, the part where it says uh, where the roster doesn't look good, I think this was said before or around the spring game, so obviously the roster didn't look that good, I guess you could say. But now the roster looks much better. Um, so that's just a timing thing. So ignore that part, I would say. But this was the interesting part. The alternative is that they're going to be bad and they're going to end up firing him in a big circus. Um, I think that is probably the worst case scenario for the Dion Coach Prime Sanders uh, tenure is that it just doesn't work out. And then obviously, I don't think any hot firing is pretty. Um, and so I just don't think anyone wants to see that. I don't think this will happen. This is just... It could happen. It happens everywhere. Nick Saban was fired at one point. Um, obviously, everybody is that susceptible to being fired. Um, if you're not doing your job, I think Coach Prime will do his job just fine. But obviously, that would be a horrible situation. Um, and then it's hard to he says it's hard to separate the hype from reality. They're in on the portal, but they're preaching this old school work harder and everything. I don't understand that knock. Um, all, they have to earn their numbers. They have to earn their starting spots. Um, there was a really weird criticism that they're preaching old school things, but they're using the portal. Everyone's using the portal. I think the only program that doesn't use the portal is Clemson. And they're, Clemson consistently recruits the top five class. So there's so there's only a few programs that don't use the portal. Um, Alabama uses the portal. So I don't know. I think you could preach old school mindsets and still use the resources available. So that's a weird criticism to me. I don't don't really find that valid. But I do think a lot of people are weary about what Coach Prime will do in Colorado. And I also think they're weary about what co- he could achieve at Colorado and kind of where it could take him. Um, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, I want to thank you guys for tuning in today, every day, for making Locked on Bus your first listen. I appreciate you guys. I'm Kevin Borba. This has been another great episode. Make sure to like, subscribe, share. I appreciate your comments. Make sure to get questions in there for Friday. We got a couple more days. Got some good questions yesterday and the day before. So let's get some more great questions so I can address those. I appreciate you guys, and you guys have a great day. This has been Locked on Buffs.